1: Another episode of the Championship Roundtable Podcast. I'm your host, James Vickers. You can find us on Twitter, at ChampionshipPod. And you can also follow my personal Twitter, which is at underscore James Vickers.
2: Hello, my name is Louis Shackshaft. I'm a Sheffield Wednesday fan. I uh, regularly do blogging and articles. Uh, I'm a frequently published writer. Uh, also do many Sheffield Wednesday statistics. You can find me on Twitter, at Louis Shackshaft or visit my website, which is also my name, louisshackshaft.com.
3: Hi, and I'm Lewis Hobbs and I represent Sheffield United on the podcast and you can follow me on Twitter at, at underscore LH9 underscore.
1: Yeah, cheers for joining me today, guys. We had a, more or less a full fixture list yesterday in the Championship. The game that should have gone ahead today between Derby and Cardiff obviously was called off at the last minute and I know Neil Warnock in particular was very unhappy about that. Um, but to sort of run us through the, the Saturday results, first of all, obviously Fulham and QPR... In the London Derby, drew 2 all. Millwall won 2-0 away at Barnsley and carried on their great run that they've been on. Birmingham City got a much-needed win at home to fellow relegation sort of strugglers. Hull City, uh, 3-0. Brentford and Middlesbrough drew one all. Bristol beat Ipswich 1-0. Leeds got beat 2-1 at home to Sheffield Wednesday, which I'm sure you were delighted about, Louis. Oh, yes. Norwich beat Reading 3-2. Sheffield United which is good for Preston, drew 0-0 with Nottingham Forest. Preston won 2-0 away at Sunderland. Wolves beat Burton 3-1 and Bolton beat Aston Villa 1-0. Um, we'll come to you first, Louis. Are there any sort of fixtures or results in there that
2: stand out for you over the course of the weekend? There were a couple of surprises. The first one, if I'm honest, is uh, Bolton's huge win over Villa. I know Villa have slipped up recently uh, the last couple of weeks. Um, and I know Bolton obviously at home, but to get a 1-0 victory um, is fantastic boost for them. Obviously, it gives them a bit of a lifeline. I know Adam, Adam LaFondra scored um, after about 20 minutes, I believe, a bit of a poacher's goal. Uh, but that was a bit of a surprise because, of, like I say, Villa have, yes, they're off the boil at the bit of the minute. But Bolton's victory, that's obviously not guaranteed them safety, but that was a, a huge, huge boost for them. Um, and I think we were touching on our uh, fair that Bolton, not 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 on a huge run, but they're unbeaten in three games now. I believe is that right, James?
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, only one defeat in seven, which thankfully came against Preston. But you know they've turned it round massively from where they were sort of about a month
2: ago. Yeah, so I think Bolton, yeah, they, they seem to have the edge and it's come at the right time for them and uh, that should, like I mentioned, not, it's not guaranteed them safety yet, but that's de- definitely give them a boost. From From my perspective, <laughs> a surprise was uh, Wednesday's victory because we've been so poor lately that the 2-1 victory away to Leeds, uh, Nui who got a brace there, that's our first league double over Leeds United um, since 1958. So, Hell of a time to wait. Um, but yeah, if I'm honest, I, I didn't predict a Wednesday win. So that was a nice surprise for me. And it's our first win at Ellen Road in 11 years and our first away win for our new boss, Yos Lukai. So that was, like I say, from my perspective, fantastic. Uh, if anything, I'd have been happy with a point there. But if I'm honest, um, the best win and the most impressive win for me was actually Birmingham. And I've been slating Birmingham so much on this podcast of late. Um, that it's actually nice to see them turn turn it round. Uh, Gary Monk's obviously arrived at Birmingham, and if I'm honest, I've, I've watched back the highlights, and they, you know they they could have won five six nil yesterday. They won out, they went out and and won three nil. Uh, Jota with a brace there, uh, but that essentially was a six pointer that game, um, a huge lifeline again for them as well as Bolton, and a huge victory. Yes, they're still. I believe, 22nd in the league. But if they hadn't have won yesterday, that has still been, you know, rooted at the bottom with Sunderland, let's say. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Birmingham as the best win and most impressive because they didn't just win the game. They turned up and, like I say, they could have, well, they they could have scored as many as they wanted to yesterday. Hull were really poor. So I do worry for them, but that was, for me, the, the biggest win of the weekend. Yeah, obviously you mentioned the Birmingham Hull
1: game there. We are getting to the, the stage of the season now where there are sort of quite a few six pointers coming up, you know, that been one of them and I was really impressed by the way Birmingham came out and Hull who've been on a fantastic run sort of the last few weeks as we covered last week and it seems to be every time we touch on a team down the bottom. They The next week, they go going to have a good result. Obviously, we touched mm, on Sunderland. Yeah. They got the good result against Bristol City, drawing three-all. Birmingham, you know, we touched on last week about being more or less dead and buried, but they come out and get the win against Hull. Do you see that as the start of them turning it round, or do you think that's merely just a flash in the pan um, and then they'll go back to sort of form uh, sort of after the international break?
2: I think, if I'm honest... Um... It just got to a stage where they've appointed Monk at the right time. There's obviously a, you know, f- four or five clubs down there who are really struggling week by week to pick any points up at all. So even at this stage, for those teams down there, the draw's been quite good because it's you know gotten closer to safety. This is one of those seasons where I think maybe even 38 points, 39 points might guarantee safety. And it sounds stupid, but... I think Birmingham are on 33 now and I can certainly see with Monk arriving that Birmingham will slowly but surely creep out of that bottom three and yes, they might finish 20th, 21st, but I think that they will stay safe, if I'm honest.
1: Yeah, and to come on to you, Lewis, obviously a a draw for Sheffield United yesterday. um, Sort of touch on that game a little for us and were there any games in particular for you over the course of the weekend that stuck out?
3: Yeah, so just touching on um, Sheffield United's performance. So um, we, we've surely got to have been one of the most inconsistent teams this year. It's it's getting ridiculous uh, now. We're we've coming into games. So like recently we've we've come we've come off quite um, a few impressive victories, like your leads, and even even get going to Ipswich and getting a nil 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 draw there. That seemed quite a rewarding a rewarding result because we put the pressure on through the entire game and Mick McCarthy organised the team well for that full game and he knew he knew what he had to do to try and get a result against Forest yesterday we, we didn't have the same team spirit going forward at all yeah how clinical we've been in front of goal and I don't know if you've seen but Leon Clark missed an absolute sitter which just shows and proves how he's not in form anymore Billy Sharp who 9 times out of 10 finishes when he's in that six yard box he'll bury those chances and we we missed and squandered silly chances and I think definitely yesterday showed how crucial Mark Duffy is to our system because Mark Duffy wasn't on it and to me he looked he looked very tired he couldn't really get going um his passing his passing was abysmal really and it just shows how crucial he is because if we he can't if he can't get running, then the rest of the team can't either. Moving on to um, other fixtures, I, I agree with what Lewis said with um, Bolton. Um, they have obviously been on a really good run of form, but, but they kind of did get Villa on a, a good a good patch for them with well, obviously Villa coming off the embarrassing loss to QPR. So I think I think Bolton caught them quite at a good time, but. Again, I agree and um, I agree with what I said with Birmingham because not only is it a six pointer but Hull have just come off three massive victories. The last three games getting nine points. So Hull were the informed team going into this and I know they haven't they started the campaign really bad, but they they've started picking up results under Nigel Atkins who I've mentioned in previous posters. Uh, I, I can't stand the man um, he gave me the worst time of supporting United when he was manager there but I think I think Monk coming in it might be too late It might the appointment there might be too late for Monk I think if they could have got him in a few games before then he might start getting the team running but obviously a 3-0 convincing victory. maybe he's got those players like Shea Adams and Jotto. Finally up to pace, and whether they'll go down, I'm unsure. I think, obviously, your Sunderland and Burton probably hands down already down and there's not much saving them. But up and around, you've you've got Burton, you've got Hull, not um, Bolton, sorry, and um, Birmingham Hull, Reading, who are getting now dragged into the race. So it's really unpredictable it was going to go down.
1: Yeah, obviously, you sort of touched on the Birmingham result again. There is. As- Probably the standout result of the weekend. One of the the games I wanted to touch on was probably I'd say after 45 minutes you would have thought it'd be comprehensive, which is Fulham against QPR. Obviously, Fulham went two 0 up in the first half, and just before half time, Luongo manages to get one back for QPR. And you know, with the run that Fulham have been on, obviously they played Preston the other week and snatched the sort of the game and the three points right at the death, Mitrovic, sort of, as I mentioned, you know, we, we hate playing against him and he, he came back to haunt us yet again. When it was 2-0 Fulham, you would have thought, you know, they've they've got that know-how these days to hold on. So I was quite impressed with the, the way QPR came back and, you know, the, the equaliser, albeit it was a mistake from, I think it was doy at the back, you know, that comes with, with getting in Fulham's faces and really pressuring them. So I think QPR definitely... Had one of the sort of the standout performances of the weekend, uh, especially for their second half performance. You know, they they completely nullified Fulham, and you know made them look sort of quite average at times. So, definitely the QPR result is one that I wanted to touch on. Um, just sort of to move on back to your game, Louis. Obviously, winning two one away at Leeds. Obviously, it's a derby match. More so from the Leeds perspective, it seems to be a recurring theme sort of each season that, you know, up until Christmas, they'll be in and around the playoffs. And this has been the case for the last few years. And then sort of after Christmas into the business end of the season, they tend to tail off. So what do you reckon is that's down to, in your opinion? Is there sort of an underlying factor each
2: season about why they keep dropping off or is it just down to bad luck? Um. Ultimately, and I don't want to sound harsh, I think it's just that Leeds United aren't good enough. Um, And I don't mean that in an awful way. I just think, like I I always keep saying, I'm a firm believer in the league table doesn't lie. And for me, you look at the Leeds United squad, yes, they have got good individuals. But again, you know, they the the where they deserve to be in the league. Um, Firstly, the Christiansen sacking came a bit as a surprise for me. I mean, I know... I'm looking from an outside perspective. I'm a Wednesday fan and I really thought he'd have been given to the end of the season because I didn't think he was doing too badly. However, you know, you could ask a Leeds fan and they'd they'd tell you something different. I mean, the expectations at Leeds United and, you know, dare I say it, they are probably, with Aston Villa, one of the biggest clubs in the league. So the expectations are so high. Yet, this league, as we all know, everyone on this podcast, this league is so competitive, it is unreal. And I think that is one of the reasons, and it simply boils down to that fact where they keep falling short. Yes, they're probably around six, seven for Christmas. And then, like you say, they continue to drop off. But for me, that is simply because they're just not quite good enough. Um, they, like every club in this league, they need a 20-25-a-season 20, goal scorer. Um, I know, obviously, they had Woods, but he's gone on to Burnley. Um, and for me, where they keep getting it wrong, potentially, is, like you've said, they keep sacking managers. hecking bottom. yes, he's not had a particularly good start. However, for me, it's a bit like Lukai at Wednesday. I can relate to it. He needs to be given time. He's obviously got the summer coming up where he can bring in the players he wants. He's got a transfer window, and um, you know he, sh- he should be judged as of next season. And potentially, you know, I, I can't tell what's going to happen in the future. But with time, I can really see Heckingbottom getting Leeds United into the top six. But at this stage, like I say, the league table doesn't lie, and I just simply don't think they're good enough. As are, same with Sheffield Wednesday, we. We deserve to be where exactly where we are, and I'm sure you both will agree with me.
1: Yeah, completely. I think from sort of me looking into Leeds United at the moment, I think you know it's a couple of factors. Obviously, chopping and changing the manager never helps. You know, each manager that comes in is working with a previous manager's group of players and. You know that's one of the reasons why sort of Preston have been so successful over the last few years. Obviously, Simon Grayson was was there for a number of years, able to build his squad. Um, and you know that's the most successful period we've had over the past sort of ten, sort of fifteen years. Uh, you know, and it, it's no coincidence that you give a manager time, and you know more often than not they manage eventually to get it right once they've got their own players in and able to play the way they want to play in a position or uh, a system that suits the players that they've got so I think definitely the chopping and changing of the managers doesn't help I think as well and not to sound sort of too brutal I think there is a sense of sort of especially from Leeds fans that they still believe they are this you know massive club that you know they're, they're still a sort of a global name that you associate with the Premier League but obviously football is you're only as good as your last game and you know Leeds United at the moment are sort of a mid-table championship team obviously they've got the history behind them and you know you can't sort of disregard that but I think definitely you know over the last 10 or so years there's been a real sort of downward spiral at Leeds and it is gonna sort of take a lot of time to get that right it's not gonna be a sort of a quick overnight fix that you know many of the fans would hope it'd be um but yeah that's just my sort of personal opinion on it what would be yours Lewis's is there anything you want to add on to this?
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I agree with both of what you're saying, obviously, like the chopping and changing the managers. I think in the past three years alone, bottoms the 4-4-5th four, four, manager. And especially in the Championship, if if a manager's going to eventually take you to the Premier League, you need more than one season. Miracles do happen, but they, more often than not, they don't. And obviously, Leeds, the way Leeds has been run over the past 10 years... Just under under so many owners, like after Cellino went this season, all the Leeds fans thought they were getting something, they were getting a refreshed approach with Rajrizana. And I don't think he's brought that at all. Obviously, with the majority of the signings that they've made this season, word has it that it's this Victor Rota, their director of football, that he again with Thomas Christensen, he he pushed forward all the um, the transfers and Thomas Christensen didn't really get a look in so I think when when that when that's happening at the club when there's a director of football practically running running the transfer window for you as a manager there's not much you can do with that. Where where's where's the signings that Christensen can put to make it his squad if you understand where I'm coming from? And um, especially I don't know if you saw it well, you probably did it with after the Wolves game after the Wolves beat Leeds. Rodrizzani went on Twitter and started complaining about how. FA need to look into financial fair play at Wolves, and basically slating how Wolves is run. And it's it's sent quite mardy and and quite pathetic, really. How because he hasn't got the money and he doesn't want to spend as much money as what another club in a rival club in the division is, he's taking it to Twitter and being quite pathetic. And it just it seems quite like small club mentality from what I think. Anyway, like I said, with Leeds history as much as as much as you need to live in the pre- the present and not the past you need to run if you want to become a big club you need to you need to run your club as a, as you are a big club and and i don't think Leeds are getting that and as much as as much as i, I i've enjoyed seeing leaders downfall um i don't, I don't think it I, I don't think it's it's very good and i think it's a lot a lot due down to how the club's being run
1: yeah I completely agree with what you said there i think you know, as, as we mentioned over the last sort of few years, it has turned into a bit of a circus, really. You know, the, the chopping and changing of the managers and, you know, people above the manager having an influence on signing the players. And, you know, as, as we said, it seems like a real mess at the moment and it's not going to be a quick fix for them. But to sort of move on a bit more to the sort of the foot of the table, obviously, we touched on Birmingham's fantastic win uh, sort of earlier on as we were covering the results the the race or sort of the race to avoid relegation as it were at the moment is really heating up you know there's probably i'd say six or seven teams definitely that are you know sort of in and around there probably up to about sort of Sheffield Wednesday i reckon you should be safe louis sort of looking at the table after that win um hopefully you can sort of put a run together yeah i just wanted to get your guys thoughts obviously Sunderland look dead and buried at the moment. Um, Sort of seeing Preston play them yesterday, you know, they looked like the Preston team did that went down to League One um, about six years ago. Now, uh, a sort of a group of players who don't look interested. They look like they're just turning up to pick up a wage at the moment, and you know, they desperately need sort of a clear out and almost a refresh and a, a reset, and then sort of to go again. Obviously, that was compounded by the news with Darren Gibson yesterday. Or not even turning up for the game, um crashing his car on the way in after being over the influence, which you know is is disappointing from from a personal point of view for him, but you know, just further highlights the problems that are going on at Sunderland. So sort of to kind of take them out of the equation, obviously you've got the likes of Burton, Birmingham, Barnsley, Reading, Bolton and Hull at the moment. Who do you sort of see? First of all, steering clear at that and, and sort of getting away. And which teams do you see getting dragged down into the relegation zone if they aren't already in there at the moment? Um, start with you first on this, Louis. Who would be, and hopefully from your point of view, it's not Sheffield Wednesday, but who would, <laughs> who would you see
2: as the teams at the moment that are really struggling? Well, I'll start with, like you said, you mentioned Wednesday there. I, I was concerned and I was becoming concerned with each game. But after yesterday's victory, that should be enough to you know, consequently not even considered as going down anymore. And and that's, like I said before, simply because all the teams at the bottom are just not picking up points whatsoever. So let's start with Sunderland. Like you said, they're doomed for me, down, dead and buried. Let's forget about them. I think they're gone. Um, Burton are down there. I think they don't have enough. I really think that even such as Burton can't pick up enough points to stay up for the remainder of the season. Um, Birmingham City, obviously, I touched on. I think they really brought in Gary Monk at a decent time. Like Lewis touched on, though, I also thought it'd have been better if he'd come a few games sooner. But having said that, I think they really will have enough in them for me to think that they should stay up. the the team the, the team that I really fear for is is actually Barnsley. Um, the problem with Barnsley, you know. I, <laughs> It'd be a shame for Barnsley to go down. And I know, obviously, they've had the investment, but they just really lack quality. And I, th- I think with, obviously, like I said, Birmingham, I think they've got the ability to, to stay up in the league this season. That, that for me, would mean that Barnsley would, would fall into that third-place spot of relegation. And, and I think, although Reading are struggling, I think that they've just got enough to tick by and be OK, even if it means that they only pick up another four or five points in the remainder of the season... Um and even so I also you know, expect Yapstam to be probably sacked um quite soon. If if it's not now it'll probably be at the end of the season also. So if I were gonna, you know, stick my neck out and pick the three teams to go down, like I say, Sunderland, Burton Albion and I really feel like I say for Barnsley, I think they'll finish twenty second and end up in League One next season, which would be a shame. But like I mentioned, I really think Birmingham will just have enough to scrape a couple of points more than Barnsley and uh, and escape that relegation spot.
0: Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with what you said there. I think Barnsley definitely are lacking that, that sort of quality to... To really get them out, obviously we touched on Birmingham earlier. They, you know, spent a bit of money in the summer, and you know, some of the players like Jota, for example, look like if they turn up on the day, they can sort of claw them to safety. The sort of real issue with Barnsley, obviously, apart from the the lack of quality in the squad at the moment, you know, one win in thirteen is is relegation form. You know, their only win actually came against Birmingham in the last sort of thirteen, and then you have to go. As far back as New Year's Day where they won one nil away at Sunderland for their sort of last win after that. So two wins in fourteen is, you know, really sort of alarming from from their point of view. Obviously they've had the investment now and maybe sort of going down, giving the owners a chance to sort of clear out the sort of the high earners, resetting and, you know, hopefully giving it a good go then. Similar to Sunderland to some extent. Obviously, I don't think their problems are And nowhere near as as big as the problems Sunderland have but you know it gives them sort of a fresh start and the owners sort of know exactly where they're coming from then uh, to try and get back up into the championship so I think definitely for me they'd be the the team that you know would at the moment unless they can drastically turn it around be that third team to go down I think Sunderland as you said Louis completely gone at the moment uh, barring you know a miracle I don't think they'll get out of it. I think Burton, you know, they play some nice football at times, but I do think, you know, even staying up last season for them was was a success. And, you know, the amount of money that's floating around in the league these days, I don't think, you know, they can really compete. So while it will be sad to see them go from sort of of a nice football in story point of view, I do think that they probably will just sort of go down I reckon they'll finish second bottom and then obviously as I've said Barnsley would be the sort of the third team for me that would go down um who would be your three Lewis's
3: yeah I think there's a bit of a recurring theme going on with us three great minds think alike I suppose but yeah Barnsley for me I think it's just all down to looking at the teams on paper really you've got Birmingham haven't um haven't performed all season under three, well, this is the third boss now, and I think monks monks definitely a manager who he's he's got his championship experience, and albeit he hasn't been in a championship relegation battle before, he hasn't been in the Premier League, and so he knows he knows what it, he knows what it takes to keep his team up, and I think maybe maybe it's, he hasn't got a lot, a lot of time, but we saw after that three nil win, he's. He, he's getting his thoughts across, and and winning against one of the other rivals. It's it's a it's a good victory. And with Barnsley, obviously they've they lost to Millwall, was it two 0 Which you can't really do nothing, no much about Millwall at money. Uh, they Millwall for me have really gone under the radar. But that's another point. Um, Barnsley uh, after losing Heckingbottom, Bottom, um, it's a, a massive loss for them. And I know. Eckington Bottom's form, like coming to the end of him taking the Leeds job, didn't look impressive. I think out of the last something like nine games, he'd only won one or two games, something something like that. But I think if Barnes were to keep up, I think their the appointment in is it Jose Moray? Um, I think your your first job in English football is quite a t- it's a tough task to um, a tough task to ask of him, and if he can if he can turn it around and and keep and start a bit of runner of form. Then I think they'll probably maybe it might stay up, but I think more likely it's going to be them or Birmingham battle. It's to drop, and I just think Birmingham have got a lot more on paper than Barnsley. Have
1: yeah, I completely agree with all the points that you have made there. Sort of to add on to ours, I think you know the only real sort of sort of saving grace for them could be the form of Oli Um, You know. Whether he can keep on scoring, you know, remains to be seen. But that looks like the only glimmer of hope that they've got at the moment. And, you know, hopefully sort of for them and, and Rob, who comes on the podcast, they can turn it around. But, you know, sort of the form table speaks for itself. And, you know, it it'll, it'll remain to be seen over the last sort of eight games or so how they fare. Um, but obviously next week, uh, there's no games with the international break coming up. I just wanted to get your sort of two thoughts. obviously you mentioned earlier Lewis that some of your players look a bit tired at the moment do you think the international break has come at the right time for you just sort of to, to regroup a bit and then give it sort of a a good go then over the last sort of month and a half of the season
3: yeah yeah i, I think it's come at a perfect time for us a lot of a uh, a lot of our first team is like chris basham didn't play against forest due to fitness who's more or less started every game and just giving, giving players like Jack O'Connell a rest, who has started every game this year, it'll be, be good for the team. And obviously, coming, coming off some of the, our results in the past five games, something's definitely up. I don't know if it's squad morale, but it, we're really hit and miss. We're coming into a game, like I said, against Ipswich, narrowly miss out on a victory, but the performance is there, and you can see there's a desire to get back into that top six same with a win again the win against burton okay burton are not the best team but a 2-0 win against a team that needs 3 points it gives you a bit of glimmer of hope that we can we can push forward and get back into that top six but like our loss against hull the 0-0 draw yesterday it's it's not convincing at all and personally i think unless we can i, I it, I'll still think it'll go down to the last two games with Preston and Bristol being being those whether whether we're still in the race come then. Um but yeah the it definitely comes at a good time for us just to get all the players re- refreshed and hopefully um Chris Wilder can nail nail a bit harder into him. Not that he doesn't already but hopefully we can get a bit of change change out of him and, and really push really push forward into the last eight games, is it? And hopefully get back into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, you mentioned there, obviously, second to last game, we go to Bramall Lane. You know, for us, that seems to be one of our bogey grounds. We we never really seem to do well there, apart from the FA Cup replay a few years ago where we managed to win and get Man United in the, in the next round, which sort of really turned our League One season around and sort of subsequently saw us get promoted. Do you think that that'll be the game sort of with the way the table looks at the moment, unless Middlesbrough sort of pull away, do you reckon that'll be the game out of the two of us that'll sort of decide which team will potentially break into the playoffs?
3: Yeah, yeah. I I, I do think that well earlier in the season I looked at the Bristol game on the last game and I thought that would be the deciding game. But then we pulled off out of form. Bristol pulled off out of form so I, I honestly, I don't really know. Hopefully, we can get a result on Middlesbrough, so it, Middlesbrough are out of the. It's just too very tight at, at the minute, and I think it's one. Well, it's always tight. It's always as tight as this. But when you're actually in the, when you're actually in the playoff run, it just feels a bit tighter. But if we can, if we can get a, if we can get a good run of form, because. Definitely, Preston's not a, not a team I'm looking forward to, because it's will come up like against the more free-flowing attacking teams. Not not not. I'm not that I'm saying Preston aren't free-flowing and attacking, but Alex Neal's embedded it to be more structured, very very well organised at the back, and I think that's where we struggle with. We struggle to break down teams easily, and if it comes down to if it comes down to it and we're both still one or two points away from each other it's gonna be a really, really good game which which will be amazing to watch. But we'll we'll have to wait and see.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think our last game in the season um at home Burton, which, you know, touch wood sort of not from their point of view, but hopefully they're sort of down by then and not sort of scrapping on the last day to stay up and, you know, we can hopefully sort of put in a performance. So I do think sort of looking on paper at the moment that Sheffield United game is obviously there's no easy games in the championship but on paper that looks to be our hardest game left between now and the end of the season we've got quite a lot of the sort of the relegation threatened and mid-table teams sort of coming up I think Derby are the only other team sort of in the top eight that we have to play and that's at home and you know they're not in the best of of form at the moment. So definitely the one that we're all looking to is, is that Sheffield United game. Um, obviously the the game after the international break for us is is Sheffield Wednesday, which I know we'll cover in a bit, Louis Um mm-hmm. but sort of going on to the international break from your point of view, has it come at the wrong time after that win against Leeds or have you sort
2: of welcomed it as a chance to sort of get players back fit and, and give everyone a rest? Exactly that. I think it's come at a perfect time just like Lewis mentioned for United. Um, You know, this is the first time, remember as well, that Jos Luka has probably had two weeks to actually get into his head that he's, you know, got a job to do and he's the Wednesday manager now, etc. because, you know, he jumped straight into the um, Steel City derby fixture with only, you know, with with five days to prepare. So this is, like I say, a two-week break for him. You know, it gives us the opportunity to recoup I know we beat, obviously, Leeds United and, you know, you'd say that could put us on a bit of good run of form. But if I'm honest, like you've just mentioned, we've got that many players out returning from injury. You know, Tom Lees has come back. It looks like Bannon's in the first team now. A couple of strikers looking to return potentially as well. So when it does eventually get to the end of March, we shouldn't be in a relegation fight whatsoever now. So with the remaining games left, I think that, All we can look forward to is going to watch Sheffield Wednesday and hopefully they play with a bit of pride and dignity to just give us at least something to be proud of them about this season, you know, and and, and whether that means just winning, you know, four or five games this season, then I'd be quite happy to potentially finish around, you know, 15th, 16th in this league um, and then look forward to next season. Um, So that's, like I said, that's the only thing us fans have got to look forward to this season. But... I think it has come at a good time simply because before the Leeds game we were in such terrible form. It was, you know, we'd only won one league game before the Leeds United victory this year. So, I think it's good, like I say, for Luke to recoup his troops. Um, obviously, they've got a potential to have, you know, training sessions and, you know, w- without fixtures, you know, increased fitness levels. So, it's definitely come at the right time and now we've essentially safe in this league. Let's let's just go out with you know and, and and play with a bit of pride and dignity, like I say. So we'll look forward to the Preston game in a in a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, I think sort of personally from a, a Preston point of view, it, it's kind of a mixed bag for us. Obviously, it's come at a right time for some of the players uh, who won't be going away on international duty. Players like obviously Paul Gallagher, Tom and Calum Robinson have all looked a bit sort of jaded over the last couple of weeks, so for them to get a rest, you know, that's going to be be vital for them come the running. So the only real concern I've got is obviously the amount of Irish players that we have in the squad at the moment, and they've all seemed to to have been called up. We've got four players who've been called up to the Ireland squad, and you know, Sean Maguire has just come back from. I think it was sort of four and a half, five months out injured. He's, he's played sort of a handful of games for us, scored four goal, uh, five goals in four games since he's been back. And, you know, I was looking at the international breakers, give him a good sort of week or so off, get him fully, fully back fit uh, for the running. And, you know, hopefully he can carry on that form then into the last sort of month and a bit of the season. But, you know, with scoring those goals, obviously comes the international recognition and he's back into the island squad for, you know, two friendlies over the next week or so which you know from a personal point of view for him delighted for him to get into the island squad but as a selfish preston fan i want to sort of wrap him in cotton wool for the these next two weeks and you know have him fully back fit for that sheffield wednesday game we we never sort of seem to do well when we go to to either of the sheffield teams so we need sort of the whole squad absolutely on it and my only concern is that he picks up, you know, a, a reoccurrence of the injury or something like that in in the two games for Ireland. So, fingers. Frosty doesn't and he comes back fit and you know even more match fit from from playing the two games would be sort of the positive way of looking at it but you know i'll be sat there with bated breath making sure he is all right for these these two weeks and he can carry on that form for us into the the last eight games of the season um but sort of mentioning that that preston sheffield wednesday game um obviously it's just under two weeks off now it's been played on good friday so uh, about sort of 10 11 days time Obviously, it's a bit too early to sort of preview the game as a whole. But how do you sort of see, especially with the manner that you obviously beat league United, Louis? How do you sort of see the game going, and, and what would be your prediction for the game?
2: Um, it's a funny one because obviously, with the international break and two weeks off, all form kind of goes out of the window. So it's in, in that sense, it will be difficult to predict. And the good thing, like I mentioned, for us, we're going to have a lot of key players returning. So Given another couple of weeks' time, I'd expect a few of those to be starting, you know, in the starting 11. Um, I think Preston, obviously, you're fighting for that playoff spot. So you you need to come and really push for the victory. And if I'm honest, like, you know, I don't know whether you agree with me, James, but coming to Hillsborough and probably going away with a point is not quite good enough at this stage of the season for you. Whereas we'd probably be quite happy with that because. Potentially now we've got not a lot to play for other than the you know the pride like I mentioned earlier. Um, obviously I, I'm a big fan of Maguire and and, and Preston this season, and, and if I'm completely honest, I would love for yourself, James, and Preston because I've you know I've, I've enjoyed watching them this season. I would love them to scrape sixth position, um, and I think Alex Neal's doing a fantastic job. And am I also right in thinking that they haven't lost on the road since November? Is that yeah that's- that. Yeah that's that's right yeah. Yeah so having said that I think like I say it's difficult because fun goes out of the window with the break but I think it'll be an entertaining game and I'm going to predict a 2-2 draw. Um I don't know whether you'd agree with me on that one but I think like I say we've we can go out there we've got nothing to lose at the minute because you know we're we're just like I say playing for a bit of pride and, and you know yourselves, I think you've really got to go, go at us and go for the win, there's no reason why you can't beat us but because we've got the home advantage, I'm, I'm going to say it'll be an entertaining
1: 2-2 Yeah, I completely agree with you sort of on a couple of points, I think any other time of the season and sort of any other season going to, to Hillsborough and coming away with like a score draw or a draw in general would be a fantastic result, especially mm-hmm. from from our point of view. But I think, yeah, as, as you said, at this stage of the season, you know, we've had 15 draws this season. We need to start turning those draws into wins now and, you know, points and, and good performances, you know, can't can't really cut it anymore with us sort of playing catch up on the playoffs now I think even if we went there and sort of won ugly and you know scraped a 1-0 win I'd, I'd be more than delighted um, sort of what surprised me this season especially is our away form you know we're second in the away form table um, but then 13th in the home form and over the last few years it, it's sort of been the other way around so sort of it's strange to say but I feel more confident going into away games at the moment sort of as as of this season than I do going into the home games where I think the way alex Neil has us set up a play sort of really suits that high press for teams that come out and attack us and then we can hit them on the break whereas the majority of teams that come to deepdale seeing our position in the league all sort of give us a bit of respect and sit back and we we find it quite hard to break teams down sort of that way when we we don't have space to exploit in behind so Hopefully from from our point of view, you, as you mentioned, come out, you know, you've got nothing to lose. Hopefully you come and attack us and try and bring the game to us and and we can sort of exploit those spaces that you'll sort of leave at the back. Um, Sort of fingers crossed from our point of view, that's what happens. But yeah, as I said, he's really down to that crunch sort of time of the season now where especially if you are playing catch-up for the playoffs, nothing but, you know, three points will do, really. Um, So, fingers crossed, we can can go there and, you know, get a result. Um, I'll be going to the game, so, you know, hopefully I'm travelling back then over the Pennines back to Manchester with a smile on my face and uh, sort of the gap close to the playoffs. Um, Especially sort of to go into your game, Lewis, you've got a a tricky looking trip down to Brentford. Um, One of those grounds for Preston that is a real bogey ground as well as the two Sheffield teams. We always seem to get absolutely hammered there. And it's quite sad to say, because it's it's probably my favorite away day sort of on the sort of the championship fixture list over the last couple of years. And, you know, they will be changing grounds in the summer. Um, how do you sort of see the game going, and what would be your sort of score predictions for the game?
3: Yeah, it's obviously I think there are only four points offers in the league, um, so well I wouldn't necessarily put them in the playoff race, but you put put a couple of wins together, and they could they could be up there. Um, so it's it's going to be a definite, it's going to be a difficult one to get a, a winning. The only that like I said, with a positive with the international break. David Brooks has just come back from it, from injury which has seemed to have been all season um, he's straight been thrown back into the Wales um, under 21 setup so hopefully hopefully he can get some game time um, get some game time there obviously hopefully he doesn't get injured but it'd be nice to see him get get some game time maybe maybe get a goal or two and then that might fire fire him up get his get his match fitness back up so he can he can start for us against Brentford because I think we're we'll de- we're definitely going to have to change something up with the system. I hope with a nice two-week break, I hope Wilder, Wilder really gets his um, his noggin noggin working and maybe try something new. With it seems I've, I've and like I've said this before, it, it seems quite disappointing where we are in the league table comparing to where we started, but. With all regards, our first season back in the Championship to, to be in a playoff race is, is absolutely incredible. So, as long as we go to Brentford, and I, I, at this point in the season, if we get playoffs, it'd be fantastic. But I just, I just want to go to away games, I want to go to Bramall Lane, and I just want to know that those players are, are fighting for it. And Because on, on, paper we, we, on paper, we shouldn't be where we are. We, us fans know that, the players probably know that. We've we've played really well this season, and players like Mark Duffy, they've they've come out of nowhere really, and and really shone in the championship for the first time in their career. Really, so if we can just go to Brentford, players like Mark Duffy, John Fleck, Billy Sharp, just get firing. And if we if we're on our day, then there's not many teams in the division this season certainly that that can match us. So. If if we've if we're on our day and we've got our heads together, I I will predict a win. So I'm going to say a two-one win, um, because I don't think Brentford. Brentford are a good team, but like I said, they're not as organised as as like your likes of Preston. Uh, so I think it'll be easier for, us for to break them down because they seem quite a um, more of an attacking team. They push push a lot of men forward like we do, and I think we'll we we should get the better of that. So yeah, I'll say a two-one
1: to us yeah i think definitely it'll be a sort of a good game i think probably looking at the fixtures that'll be one of the games of the weekend um so you know hopefully from your point of view you can come away with the win but sort of as a as a preston point of view you know we're, we're breathing down your necks at the moment so hopefully it can uh, be a game where you slip up a little um but with that we're out of time cheers for joining me today guys um if both of you want to let everyone know where they can
2: find you or any projects that you're involved in and uh, that would be a good time yeah, so my name is uh, Louis Shackshaft. I'm a Sheffield Wednesday fan. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at louis shackshaft or visit my uh, website LouisShackshaft.com where all my uh, blogs, articles, um, Sheffield Wednesday stats, etc. I'm currently doing a piece on Ati Nuiu, and if he's um, shown enough to deserve a new contract in the summer, so you can check that in the week also. Yeah, and I'm
3: Lewis Hobbs. You can find me on Twitter at, at underscore lh9 underscore, where I talk about everything in Sheffield United, and you'll be able to find a lot of my work there.
1: Yeah, and as I mentioned at the start, you can find me on my Twitter, which is at underscore James Vickers, where I mainly tweet about Preston North End and everything Bundesliga and Borussia Dortmund as well. So definitely check me out if you're interested in any of them. Um, and you can reach us mainly at the show at Championship Pod on Twitter, where you know there's weekly polls and and things to get involved in and we'll also post the link to each new episode on there so give us a follow and then you won't miss any new episodes um but cheers for joining me today guys um hopefully you both enjoy the international break and take sort of uh, a week or so away from the madness is the championship and we'll all come back sort of refreshed after it cheers for joining us